Hello, hello, and welcome to the Healthy Be Human podcast. My name is Callie, and I'm your podcast host, and I am so excited that you are listening today, wherever you are. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back, my gorgeous queen. I'm so excited to have you here today. This episode is so different, and we have a special guest today. So I'm going to introduce our guest in a second. But before we get started, we're going to always start off with a little self-check-in. So the point of a self-check-in is to just get regrounded. So a lot of times we are living out our busy days and we pop on a podcast or music or anything and we're just kind of spaced out because we're still focusing on whatever was happening right before that. So this check-in is literally just to get yourself in the present moment, whatever's happening in your day. Cool? Okay, so we're going to start off by just taking a nice deep inhale through your nose, growing nice and tall with your breath, and then holding this at the top and open your mouth, just exhale, sighing out any tension, let it go, just release anything that's been holding you back today. And I want you to just ask yourself now, how am I feeling today? Just listening to yourself, never judging yourself, whether good or bad, just acknowledging it. And now ask yourself, why do I feel like this? Maybe something happened, maybe nothing happened, but just starting to think about Okay, what is this emotion? What does it even mean? And now I want you to ask yourself, how can I make my day a little bit better? And then make a promise to yourself right now. Repeat after me. I am making today the best day possible. Make that promise and truly believe it. And now I want you to get a little bit less deep. And I want you to ask yourself, have I stood up in the past hour if you haven't, I want you to pause the podcast and I want you to shake out your legs, shake out your arms, maybe do a few, a few neck rolls, go do plies, whatever, and then come back when you're feeling not so sedentary. And now ask yourself, have I drank water in the past 30 minutes? You know the drill. If you haven't drank water, grab your water and chug it, hydrate your hot bod, and then come back. And now I want you to ask yourself, what is one goal that I have for myself this week? Just set a big, big goal, my queen. Think big here. doesn't have to be so small because you can do anything. Okay, final question today is I want you to ask yourself, what is something that I am so thankful for about myself that I haven't been appreciating recently? I think for me, it is definitely my determination I've been doing our Sweaty Studio Body Image Boost Pilates Challenge on a road trip and it's been really hard to get in, squeezing the workout wherever I am. But the fact that I've been doing it and trying, I'm just going to take a moment and be like, I'm proud of myself. That's an example. Okay, cool. I hope you're feeling nice and checked in and feeling good. So now we're going to move into our little life update. So since our last chat last week, literally so much has happened. I don't even know what I talked about last week or where I even was. I think I was in Texas. I don't even know. <laughs> but basically, we're currently on a road trip. We as in me, my boyfriend and my dog. And we're currently in Arkansas. So we got a car. I don't even know if we had a car last time I was recording this podcast but we bought a car and she's cute she is mocha colored and we call her the mocha machine and she's a beast and has currently gotten us across like a couple states (laughs) so so far so good and we have our entire life in this car and we are 
literally have no idea where we're going next, but that's kind of just life right now. So I think I mentioned on the episode how last last week how we moved out of New York and we've kind of been just traveling around, probably going to end up in Florida, but for now we're just kind of figuring out what we want to do and just exploring and traveling. But honestly, it's been like, it's been interesting. I feel like it's been a lot of ups and downs, just kind of feeling not grounded, but then also wanting to travel. So I've been feeling a lot of emotions with that. So that's been really interesting. But today we fished for like the entire day in a river in Arkansas and it was beautiful and found out my dog is obsessed with fishing. He loves to sniff the fish and yeah, it was just, it was so cool. The water was like crystal clear. Okay, you guys are going to literally die. I just paused the podcast because as I was recording, the power just like went off in the house that I'm in right now. So it's now completely pitch black in here. It it's really something. I don't know. It's literally 8 p.m. No, it's 7 p.m. And <laughs> it's like a couple hours before I'm uploading this. So I'm low-key like, how is this going to upload if the power is out? But we're going to make it happen. So in a nutshell, that's currently how life is going. It's unpredictable. It's chaotic, but it's also life and it's so cool. And wow, I just, you guys, I feel scatterbrained. I think I always say that. But on that note, I'm going to get into the next part of the episode with our guest. I have no idea. Oh my gosh, the power like just went back on. So now we're good. Cool. Okay. So we're going to get into our guest and I'm so excited because today's guest is someone that you've never met before. I feel like I keep my personal life pretty offline, but I have added a couple photos of this person on my stories. If you follow me on Instagram is my boyfriend. So on that note, I have asked you guys to drop your questions that you want me to ask him. And also we're going to kind of fire away on just some topics. So meet my boyfriend. So this is currently our fourth try to do this introduction of my boyfriend. So I currently am crying because we've been laughing so hard and we don't know if we're capable of recording a podcast together, but we're going to try this. So take five. This is my boyfriend. You just said it was our take four. <laughs> this is take five because it's our fifth time <laughs> trying to do the introduction. Well, it appears I've been not paying attention. Uh, my name is John and I'm really excited to be on the podcast today. Hi, John. So I'm really excited to have you here because I have one, never had a male on my podcast before. So welcome. And also too, you're someone who's really, really special to me and has been part of my life for so long. And I really want you on the show. So tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll get into some questions and chat. (laughs) Sure. So my name is John. As Callie and I uh, recently discussed on this podcast, and I moved to New York to work on Wall Street, uh, which was a dream for like a third of my life. Um, So at the age of 22, I moved to New York and sold my car. Yeah, I went to Arkansas, so it was like super country, and I show up in this big city on Wall Street, and I'm like the only person from Arkansas. Um, and I gave it a year. I loved it. And, you know, and then I started dating Callie and realized I don't want to work, you know, all these hours, like 80 hours a week for, 
you know, a family someday that I won't be able to see because I'm working so much. So I quit and took a leap of faith. So yeah, before all that, I loved fly fishing and I'm also a DJ. I produce music. And an ex-gymnast. I was Olympic bound, like as a kid, you know, like in the summer training programs and things like that. And then got burnt out, um, played lacrosse for a a few years, thought that I was going to go to college for lacrosse and ended up getting one too many concussions in lacrosse my freshman year of high school. And that was it for me. It wasn't really what I expected. And yeah, God had other things in store for me that were much better i love it you are (laughs) i feel like i'm interviewing you like for a job you are such a well-rounded candidate thank you okay moving on so someone asked us how did we meet and (laughs) your eyes just opened so big well obviously I don't think this entire story is for the podcast, but we'll keep it, we'll keep it short. It's a really long story, but basically we met in high school. We had the same math teacher, Mrs. Docs, and I hated doing work like homework, schoolwork, anything, paying attention in class. I had severe ADD and didn't really care. And uh, I was a big distraction and a nuisance in the classroom. He distracted me a lot. I was in the math above, so I was a grade below him at the time. And I was sitting with this one other girl at the table. I think her name was Sam. I don't even, I don't remember. And it was like us and then three or, I think it was three guys in the grade above. And of course, I was like, I thought John was so cute. So I really struggled to pay attention to that class and... I think my grades definitely suffered because I was distracted, but we also went into the same church. And then the craziest thing about our story is that we didn't, we weren't like really friends in high school, but we knew each other. And then like I moved to Pittsburgh and then I came back to Houston for one summer and we were at this music festival. And I remember this so distinctly. I was like drunk falling over and then turned around and just locked eyes on him. And because I was drunk, that's part of the story. I was super outgoing and I probably never would have done this if I was sober. Cause I was like, John, oh my gosh. And then he came over and we hung out for the entire music festival and we sat on a curb and watched Cage the Elephant and held hands. And then it was the rest was history. But basically we had like a very just, it was kind of, um, like a friendship, a flirty friendship that would just kind of come and go and we lost touch for a while and then finally came back in touch and I moved to New York City from Miami and we moved in together for like four or five months and then we decided to leave the city as John said and now we're traveling together and we work together. So a lot has changed and I want to just Obviously, I just summarized the entire story myself, but anything you want to add? Um, just really happy to be here. Same. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so another question that someone asked was, do, okay, wait, I'm going to answer this one first. How to deal with not spending time 
wait, how to deal with not spending a lot of time together because of busy schedules and distance. So I left out that we did long distance for six months before we moved in together. And I wanted to get your, get your hot take on how to navigate doing a long distance relationship. Cause obviously they're like a lot of them were not successful and it's pretty intense. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely really interesting at first, like COVID definitely allowed for a lot more flexibility. Like I mean, we started dating December 5th of 2021, and right after that is when Omicron kind of happened, and, like, Wall Street basically shut back down, and all these businesses shut back down, and so I was able to work remotely, and there were one-way flights from Miami to New York for, like, $6 on United uh, using Hopper, so it just worked out in a way that we were able to see each other, but definitely when we were apart with busy schedules uh we both had it was it was definitely like we had to make sacrifices so in the evenings you know instead of me watching netflix or whatever um you know to like decompress after a stressful day of work it was like okay i need to maybe cook and save money instead of just eating out again and then, you know, I need to be emotionally available for Callie um, because that's like, that's just a sacrifice that you make when you're in a relationship. So I guess one way we dealt with not being together all the time is FaceTiming a lot and like FaceTiming and having like really good conversations. Yeah. But also having balance and you know, when we were apart, being able to be with our friends and things like that. Yeah. I feel like the FaceTiming was really, really key because it was very intentional conversation. It wasn't like, I mean, sometimes towards the end of it, we got very, we'd FaceTime and just kind of like hang out for a long time. But at the beginning, I feel like we'd call each other and like have extremely deep conversations, almost like we were together in person. And also I want to add on like the literally I think the thing that really really helped us be like stay together and make it actually work was that we were so just honest with each other all the time brutally honest to the point where sometimes it was really really hurtful how honest we would be and we would share things that are like really uncomfortable to share like maybe one of us like I don't know but like if something, like let's say I did something that made him upset, he would tell me immediately instead of holding it inside of him. And that was something that I didn't know how to do because I've, from previous relationships, I'd been very, like I would just let things build up and then just explode. So all of a sudden we were just so honest, like, hey, this made me feel like this, this made me feel like that. And I feel like because we tackled such just difficult conversations and were honest from the get-go, it was, like it allowed us to not have these things build up and come up in the future. So I also think too, we were really honest about finances from the beginning as well. So wait, do you want to, do you want to talk about how we were finances? Yeah. I mean, I don't really remember being finance savvy, but I remember being very finance honest. Yeah. Um, we We definitely spent a lot of money to see each other and make each other happy because, you know, we didn't see each other a lot. And so because we had busy schedules and a lot of distance between us, um, you know, when we were together, it was you know a pretty extravagant thing. But um, I guess, like, how did we how did we do that 
with busy schedules and distance. It just takes intention and sacrifice. And going back a little bit to the financing, I guess what I meant was sometimes in relationships, especially post-grad, everyone's making just different salaries. And it was... So for me, I started out in in public relations and a public relations starting salary is typically between 30 to $40,000. So I was making $40,000 and my business at the time was, I had not even launched my studio yet. I was barely making money off of my social medias. I was doing brand deals here and there, but it just wasn't like that much. So I was feeling kind of insecure because I knew, oh, he works on Wall Street, like this and that. And so I felt kind of small sometimes, like I'd make myself feel small. And I remember there was one night and I was in New York City visiting him and I was wearing these boots <laughs> and one of the heels, they were like these like cheap boots that I'd bought because I just, I don't know, I feel like I just want to buy expensive stuff. And one of the heels snapped off my boot in the middle of this pregame and I was feeling, I ran up to his room and cried and I remember this girl literally came into the room because she was using your bathroom and I was just like crying and she was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, why are you in here? And then, and then you came up eventually, but that was really weird. But then I remember we talked in that moment, we talked about like how much we each made. And it was a weird conversation to have because I think people really tiptoe around money and stuff. And I just got out in the air. I was like, look, I feel like I make no money compared to you. And I'm just, I feel like weird and I haven't like opened up about it. And I feel insecure about that. And then we had that conversation and it allowed us to realize like, okay, it's like not this hush hush thing. And there were things that you brought to my attention that I didn't realize. And then it was just like really healthy. So I think in relationships, it's really good to just get the uncomfy stuff out in the open and address it and then move along and not judge, judge each other for anything. So I think that like really helped as well, just knowing that too. And okay, another question that... I want to ask you is how considering we spend so much time together and we're we're working on this how do you how do we make sure that we have our own me time I would say for me noise canceling headphones do a really good job (laughs) of of just you know kind of creating an artificial space for yourself like I think this is something that I learned during COVID about myself is if I'm in a room taking a test with someone and they're like tapping their pencil or, you know, scratching the paper or something. It's just super distracting for me. Uh, when I lived with five or six other guys my senior year of college, which was um, 2020 to 2021, um, it was pretty chaotic. You know, everyone had a different schedule. People were laughing and cheering outside my room while I was trying to take a test, but you know, all this other stuff, I figured out noise canceling headphones are really helpful. Um, you know, we, we had a one bedroom apartment in New York and it's New York. So it was like, imagine a one bedroom apartment and then shrink it by three. So it was pretty small and we weren't like falling on top of each other constantly, but you know, it's, it's small. It's a one bedroom apartment with a living room. And I think noise canceling headphones and communication, just saying, hey, I need to do this for myself right now. You know, I need to have alone time. I need to read a book by myself right now. 
and you know it's nothing against you i just i really want to read a book and i'm gonna throw on some headphones just letting you know and the other person is aware that like you need some space to yourself and you're gonna read a book and um you know i think noise canceling headphones just help kind of bring you into a, a another state you know if you like listening to music um i like the deep focus spotify playlist it's really good to like get you in the zone with whatever you're doing like when i was studying in college i used it a lot and it kind of helps just separate where you are um from where you want to be i guess mentally i think for me too something that i recently realized about myself is that in really any relationship I've always put the other person ahead of myself in moments where I really needed me time, especially like, let's say if I wake up in the morning next to you and we're snuggling, I don't want to leave bed and go and do my hawker walk and Pilates because I'm so happy snuggling. But if that becomes a pattern, all of a sudden my routine that I know for a fact makes me feel really, really good and just helps me start my day with a great just very like filling my cup kind of thing then all of a sudden it becomes about like I'm just not giving myself enough time to do that and then it'll build up and eventually like I've noticed that I resist or I like almost put blame on the on you if I'm not putting my needs first in the morning and I'm just spending it with you not like in a bad way but in a way that's like because I'm like spending all this time with you and I'm not giving myself any alone time then I feel like, I don't know, I like get this weird just resentment in a way when it's totally my fault. And I recently realized that about myself. So I've been working on it a lot. Not to say that morning cuddles are a bad thing. I think they're so needed and I love cuddling you. I just think that's also really important to make sure you don't sacrifice things that you know you need just for somebody else for cuddles. (laughs) I want to move on a little bit to people who maybe aren't in a relationship and because I I get this a lot either someone just came out of a like a relationship or they've been single for a while how do you know when someone is the right person that's a really intense question and that's basically the question everyone wants to know is like okay is this the one do I go on another date right okay date two well is this the one date three is this the one Right, that's the answer that like everyone's trying to answer that question. Um, I think it's really difficult to know when someone is the one. Um, I was surprised that you know Callie ended up being the one because I had a secret crush on her in high school, and all throughout high school, after she moved away from um, Houston, all throughout high school, my buddy and I would you know talk about life and you know when are we going to meet the one and he would always say statistically speaking you've already met her and I was like dude there's no way Um, so I guess to all the listeners out there statistically speaking you've probably already met the one Um, and you know it's it's easy to go jog down memory lane and like figure it out but you're never going to And I think just praying and, like, yeah, thinking about it, like, I don't know. (laughs) There's no true way to know. I think you talked about this a couple days ago, how 
if you look back at every person that you've ever dated, there's qualities that, well, like, I'll talk about this by myself. Like, thinking, this is your first initial thought, though, and I thought about it, and it was really true. People that I've had a crush on, a thing with whatever, a lot of the times, those people weren't the right person for me, but there were characteristics and attributes about them that I really, really found attractive and really liked. And then with John, it's like all of those things from different people, but it's in this one person and there's even more. And I can say for a fact, as someone who was in a really long-term relationship throughout college, I always had this weird gut feeling that it just wasn't right. And I would lie to myself all the time about it. But then when I finally just honored that and was like, okay, this is painful, it sucks, but this is not the right person for me, then that was just, obviously that door was shut and then it allowed other doors to open. And when I started dating John, it was like the craziest thing. And I was like, I just didn't really believe that knowing that someone was the one was a thing, but then dating you, I was like, yeah, this is the person. So, I think when we were walking in Central Park together for the first time and we were walking across this bridge and the violinist started playing Young and Beautiful by Lana Del Rey. And we both looked at each other, smiled, and continued our walk and conversation. I think in that moment, maybe there was a part of me that was like, is she the one? Because that's my favorite song from that movie. And Great Gatsby is what I'm referring to. Great Gatsby is a great movie and i would always think about callie when i watched it so you know who like who's someone you romanticize i don't know maybe they're the one maybe they're not who knows and i would always watch great gatsby and think about john oh also i was always annoyed i was like why can't i get this guy out of my head and then when that song was played i was like this is (laughs) this is just game over like i don't understand (laughs) but i don't know i always believe like God really, really places the right person in our lives at the right time. And if you're single or if you just came out of a breakup and you feel so just lonely and hopeless or whatever the feeling is you're experiencing, just know that the right time is going to come. And it always happens when you're not looking, by the way. Something that is very near and dear to my heart is talking about hormonal health on this podcast. I remember the first time I got my period, it was right before leaving for figure skating practice. And let me tell you, everything about it was miserable. I bawled my eyes out the entire car ride wondering if I would ever stop feeling like this. Okay, a little dramatic, I know, but I felt similar emotions last year when I continued to struggle with hormonal acne, up and down moods, and painful periods. After doing lots of research, I realized as women, we are never taught in school that painful periods aren't normal. In fact, your body could be signaling to you that your hormone levels are off and need some support. That's where Hormone Harmony steps in. Hormone Harmony is your complete natural hormone support for women that adapts to the body's unique needs and can help maintain optimal hormone levels, relieve occasional bloating and mild mood swings while improving sleep quality and supporting weight management. Trusted by over 1.2 million customers, Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. Have you ever heard of maca root extract? I've loved maca for a while now because it has been shown to provide sustained energy, relieve mild mood swings, and support a healthy desire and drive. Okay, what about ashwagandha extract? This ingredient in Hormone Harmony has been shown to help the body adapt to stress and support cortisol levels, which is so key the week before your period. Another ingredient that really sticks out to me is Chase Tree Berry Extract, which has 
been shown to relieve monthly symptoms of PMS like bloating, cramps, acne, breast tenderness, and the pre-period sad girl hour that we probably already all know at this point. And the biggest benefit of taking Hormone Harmony, in over 17,000 reviews for Hormone Harmony, Feeling like myself again is what women mentioned over and over. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code Callie at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code Callie for 15% off today. You may have heard me talk about this before, but something I've been prioritizing in 2024 is taking small actions each day to improve at least 1% in my physical, mental, and spiritual health. One of those daily healthy habits I've been loving is taking care of my gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. I first started taking Seed way back in 2019 when I was having all sorts of painful gastrointestinal issues and was getting no answers from my doctor. During this time, I dove into the world of holistic health and learned how important a healthy gut microbiome is for the rest of the body to thrive and feel amazing. So I started consistently taking a daily probiotic for the first time ever and experienced significant ease in my bloating. My digestion became healthy and regular and I noticed an increase in my energy levels and mood. One of the many things I love about seed is how easy it is to fit seed into my daily routine. No refrigeration is needed and the free travel vial from the welcome kit allows you to take DSO-1 on the go, which we love. especially with summer travels right around the corner. As you know, I'm currently pregnant and I'm super cautious about what different things I'm putting into my body, so I definitely feel reassured taking DSO-1 over other probiotics because of their rigorous scientific testing and 24 clinically and scientifically studied strains. Trust your gut with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash Cali and use code 25Cali to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash Cali, code 25Cali. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Literally every single time that I have been single and I'm like looking it's always just leads to the wrong doors but when I am not even trying or whatever like just things happen and things it's just crazy so that's just kind of about life in general it's never trying to pry open doors that aren't going to open literally just trusting God's timing and just taking it day by day because the person that I met my freshman year of high school yeah I thought he was cute all this stuff and it just led to like that free the music festival such a romantic weekend and that could have gone somewhere but we continued to be friends and then just time and time again it was like not the right timing and then finally it was like seven years later 
which is insane. And we weren't even living in the same cities and we are still, we refound each other. So don't give up. The right person is out there for you. And now I want to ask, this is someone asked this question. What do you love the most about each other? I love your beautiful smile and your beautiful green eyes. Um, I love how kind and caring you are and determined and strong. I love your Pilates workouts. They're really hard. <laughs> I did one this morning with you and it was it was a workout. So keep that up. Um, I don't know. I love your smile and everything about you. So it's hard. It's hard to like condense that into a podcast. I, I just love everything about you. Aww. You're so sweet. I think what I love most about you. Oh my gosh. I think your soul. Like I was telling you this yesterday or is today. I have no idea. Like the time is just blurring together at this point on our chaotic road trip travel frenzy. <laughs> travel frenzy to k22 but i was <laughs> that was terrible <laughs> but what i was saying was for me it was really something that's really important is looking back like thinking really far in the future if i was 85 90 years old and i couldn't move i was literally just about to die and i'm sitting on my porch with my husband staring into his eyes and we're having just such a deep conversation and we just love each other so deeply and are just absolute best friends and even if we're old wrinkly and saggy and not our cutest anymore we still have this just bond and just amazing conversation like that is so important to me and we have that and I just love your soul so much so yeah I think that's my favorite thing about you but I mean there's like a zillion things I could list off so Moving on to the next question. Do you ever work out together? Do we work out together? Uh, occasionally. My sweaty queen, king. <laughs> uh, thank you. I have not had the strictest workout schedule uh, like in the past year or so, but I'm really interested in doing her Pilates challenge. So I'm giving that a go starting today. I love it. The 30-day body image boost Pilates challenge. I'll link it in the show notes. You can still sign up. We're on week two, but seriously, just hop in. Like, just join. It's so fun. And I've also, I don't know, I felt like super out of routine lately just with all the shift and change and travel. But I think what's really, really cool and rewarding is to show up for yourself in no matter what environment you're in. And if the one consistency is doing a Pilates workout in the morning and that's my health and wellness thing of the day, like it, it feels really good and it's really fun to do it with you. The single leg plank to pikes today, those were killer. Okay, next question. How do you involve God in your relationship? I think in every single decision and every word, it is the foundation of our relationship. Like I prayed whether or not to date her you know several times and this started years ago and the timing was not right years ago but it was december 5th 2021 um and i think just having a relationship with god and reading scripture and like knowing how jesus forgave people really 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 helps 
a relationship like not only a dating relationship but also friendships and work relationships and co you know boss employee relationships parents um like forgiveness is a huge part of our relationship because at the end of the day are you perfect no 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 like no one's perfect and i think yeah forgiveness and wisdom and guidance from the lord yeah i definitely agree with that and i just remembered i remember like the first time we hung out again in new york city you asked me you were like why did you want to hang out with me after everything that happened between us i'm not going to go into details but basically we had a falling out and we didn't talk for a really long time but and i answered and i was like because i forgive you and because i miss being friends with you and i think that that is just the core root of everything that we do with this relationship. It's like realizing that we're just not perfect and we're going to mess up and we're going to hurt each other and we're going to say things that we don't mean and we're going to do things that just aren't the most thoughtful ever. But just realizing that God forgives us and so we need to be like God and forgive each other. Because when you hold grudges, it just it's just so it's just so the opposite of love. And I remember you telling me too when you described a relationship you're like it's like a sunday different layers of it and the first layer is the foundation and it's god without the foundation like nothing's gonna work and then the next foundation next level was friendship you can't have a good relationship without having a friendship and then the next part was do you remember yeah i think it was so like a, an ice cream sunday the bowl is the spiritual aspect the first scoop is social. Like, can you get along with them, right? Are you friends? Uh, I think the next one is intellectual. Like, can we have an intellectual conversation? Can we get deep? Can we watch Interstellar and have a conversation about black holes after? We watched a black hole documentary. We did. And it was really interesting. Um, you know, so can can we watch black hole documentaries and, and talk about them? or Or whatever it is that you you know, find intellectually interesting. And then, so that, I mean, that's kind of true for like friendships and then relationships get into the emotional aspect. Um, and that's like the whipped cream on top, you know, the emotional aspect saying, I love you. And, um, you know, the, the kind of not codependency, but like the dependence and providing and things like that, like emotional support. Uh, and then, you know, the very cherry on top, the, I mean, to all my cherry lovers, I'm sorry, but it's the least important part of a Sunday. The cherry on top is the physical aspect. So the bowl holds everything together, right? If you put an ice cream sundae out on on a table, on a plate, it's going to look great for about five minutes. And then it's going to kind of start to melt down. You know, the cherry on top is going to, you know, fall down to the ground and your dog is going to eat it. And it's like, whoa. And, the, you know, the whipped cream is melted in the ice cream. And, and it eventually just falls down. It crumbles because you didn't have a foundation to keep it there. Yeah, I can definitely I can definitely agree with that. I think also, too, like in college especially, I feel like it's just such a hookup culture. And I mean, that's kind of how it is in the world nowadays. But it's like if you can actually make a friend with a guy or whoever... And, like, 
build that foundation and not make your relationship just purely about sex it's going to be such a strong solid foundation and relationship and it goes back to like thinking about when you're older and maybe you're not as you're still gonna be so cute but like when you're still a little wrinkly and maybe you I don't know maybe your boobs sag <laughs> whatever like are you guys still going to be attracted to each other when it's not just about physical looks and I think our culture has everything so flipped and like I'm not going to sit there and say like I haven't tried the opposite but it just doesn't it's just not the same as starting with a friendship and starting with God and then building from there like it's just such oh my gosh it just is so fun having like a best friend and then you have the cherry on top too it's like chef's kiss agreed (laughs) okay so i think that's all the questions that you guys really had for us but i wanted you to get into so on my instagram stories i always ask every week we do our self-check-ins on instagram and i like to ask what your goals are and then also what you're struggling with so i want to talk a little bit about some of the struggle struggle themes that i've been noticing because just like I don't know I feel like we're all going through it sometimes and I think it's really cool to just be open and honest about like how to actually help with certain struggles and not just like shove them to the side but first we're we're gonna like I'm gonna list off some goals I've never done this before on the podcast but these are some goals that our community has and I want to just shout them out because they're really inspiring so the first one is to make time to work out and I always say you can always make time for the things that you want to, to do and want to care about so definitely even a five-minute workout if you love to work out and you want to do that just make some time enjoy life more learning how to use my time wisely organize cycle syncing I have a whole episode on cycle syncing from last week by the way if you're interested in what that is run while listening to podcasts 10 miles this week oh my gosh that's crazy take more time for myself and then to start back going to the gym and try pilates to shoot amazing photos and improve my skills to wake up early every day, to read my Bible at least twice, sleep well, do a workout Monday to Friday. And one more, learning to use my time. Wait, learning how to use my time wisely. I love these. Oh, one more, guys. Drink at least two liters of water every day. Hydrate your hot bod. (laughs) Okay, so those are some goals. And I want to get into some struggles. So some things that I notice a lot of you guys are struggling with is the body image stuff. And obviously it's like I've talked about this before I've struggled with body image since I was literally in second grade which is crazy and so sad that like that's sometimes how it is in this culture and society that as women and I mean even as men like we're taught from a young age how we should look from a society standard so I want to ask you John from a guy's perspective how do you work on having a better body image because obviously guys also can struggle with this too if you're a guy listening out there I mean, I think everyone is conscious of how they look these days. Um, I mean, with social media, like, I feel like everyone's conscious a little bit about, like, how they post, what they post, how they look, what their, you know, abs look like, what their shoulders look like, their jawbone, cheekbones, like, all this other stuff. It may be subliminal. You may not even realize you do it, or you may not do it at all. Um, I personally you know, for body image and all that, like I've always been really skinny. Like I had a really fast metabolism and still do. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's been insecurities like my whole life around, 
Um, people being like, oh my gosh, I wish I was that skinny. And me being like, well, I wish I was a little bit fuller. Um, I think at the end of the day, just being content in knowing that God designed you for a specific reason to do a certain thing and serve a certain purpose um, that only he can tell you. That makes me comfortable in my body. Because, yeah, I don't have super jacked calves. Like, I just don't. Um, you know, I I can do push-ups still because I did gymnastics. And, you know, I can beat some, you know, Navy SEAL trainer people in a push-up contest. Really? I've, I've done that before. <laughs> but, like, not anymore. And do I care? Not really. Like, do I care that I got a little bit of a gut when I was eating out every night in New York? Like, kind of. Um, I think at the end of the day, though, like, just knowing that your body is a temple and treating it right, um, you know, including your mind and everything, is um, is the best way to just combat any, any, like, toxic or negative, you know, views, I think. And also, too, if I really struggle with comparing myself to people online and looking at people's photos and being like, wow, I wish I had that or I was like that or did that, whatever. And just realizing too, it's like, it's like John said how every single person tends, and I don't want to like make an assumption. Most people that I've talked to want the thing they don't have and just trying your best to keep your eyes on your own life. And I've really noticed recently for me, it's like social media reflects my relationship with myself. So if I'm in a toxic place with myself and I'm not feeling really confident or I'm struggling with my self-esteem, I go on social media and I leave feeling even more drained. But when I'm in a good place, I go on social media and I'm consuming content that I know will make me feel really good and I'll leave feeling a lot better. So when I'm feeling bad about myself and having low confidence, I tend to overconsume and I consume the things that I literally know for a fact are going to make me feel a lot worse in a self-sabotage kind of way. So if you're like that, I challenge you this week to seriously just stay off social media for one or two days. Start with a 24-hour detox and just see how you feel. And then as you maybe add it back into your life, really, really monitor how you're feeling as you're consuming it. And if you're feeling negative, look into your life and see how your relationship is with yourself and then go from there. But it's like, don't use social media as a tool to harm yourself more. It should be, it can be a tool that can be really positive if you're consuming the right kinds of content. And there's a book by Sadie Robertson I really like, and it's called, Who Are You Following? And it's all about looking in and seeing, okay, what kinds of people am I following? Are they serving me? So that's something that I've really found has helped me a lot with my own body image. Now, another struggle that a lot of people were talking about is just diet. So having eating challenges, maybe feeling food guilt. And with the holidays coming up, I think this is really, really key to talk about. And maybe next week I'll do a whole episode on it. But what are some tips and tricks you have to not feel food guilt? I mean, I think knowing that one day I'm going to die. And if I reject a slice of cherry pie, then I reject a slice of cherry pie. And I take that to my grave. I think just being content with whatever I have in front of me and then also seizing the opportunity so as not to regret not doing it in the future. Um, I think it's okay to, you know, have peach cobbler and gravy, like all these things, like it's totally fine. Like live your life however you want to. Um, and then 
you know, just know that like you're going to be okay eating it and you enjoy the experience. I mean, if you're with people that you love, if you're having a good time, even better. Yeah. And as someone who struggled a lot with food in my relationship with food last year, this time last year, something that I've learned is that eating healthy and also eating foods that aren't as nutritious, it doesn't have to be a one or the other. You can do both and both are so healthy and that is literally finding balance. So for me this week, I've been eating a lot of just fast food because we've been on a road trip so much and I've literally noticed my body is craving greens and craving more full nutritious foods. And so something that you can look at when you're eating whatever holiday foods is that it literally isn't like you're eating that meal for every single meal and it's like enjoy it right like find that healthy balance between eating healthy foods and eating foods that bring your bring your mind happiness if that makes sense so like also listening to your body though if you're eating a lot of dairy or maybe you're dairy sensitive or eating something that makes your stomach feel really bleh then listen to your body and like make sure you're taking care of your body too it's like all about finding that happy healthy balance and like if you're like for me, I literally love eating dairy and I'm like very sensitive to it. So I will I will still eat dairy, but I'll make sure that when I do, I take a lactate or I make sure I'm taking care of myself when I do so. And then it just really helps with like like there's no food guilt, there's nothing, because like I feel fine if I take care of myself with it, if that makes any sense. Do you want to phrase what I was trying to say better? Um I think you said it very well, Callie. Was it? Okay, I just don't want to come across as like toxic at all because I think I'm just trying to say like just making sure that you're treating your physical body and your mental health both. And our final topic question of today is perfectionism. How do you work through perfectionism so that it doesn't control you? So as a music producer... And someone who basically just made music on GarageBand and Logic Pro by himself in high school and, you know, here and there throughout college. Um, you know, a gymnast isn't really like a football player in the sense that, like, there's no camaraderie. Like, it's an individual sport, yet it's also a team sport. Um, but I was kind of always doing my own thing. So when it came to music, I didn't want to like show people like, oh, look at me, you know, look at this song I made. Uh, And, you know, I was I was, you know, I was a little nervous to see what people thought because, you know, I'm embarrassed if it's bad. Um, So I became a perfectionist. And recently I sold (laughs) I sold a DJ controller like the turntables that you see. So I sold a DJ controller to this guy who came to my apartment and I played him some of the music that I made. He was like, dude, this is so good. You have to release it. And I was like, yeah, but you know, I want to add this and that. He was like, dude, eventually, man, you just got to start posting stuff and seeing what hits. Cause like people are going to give you tips and tricks on, you know, how to improve. Like they're going to give you feedback, right? Like maybe I got this baseline really good. But um, okay, this melody is not really is not really hitting well, or something like that. 
and I think Callie, you do a really good job of like not um, being a perfectionist. And so like you really inspired me. So I think time, like a deadline, like a tight deadline really helps me not be a perfectionist. And then also having someone to hold me accountable to be like, just send it anyways, just, just send it, click send, right? People make mistakes. The expectations, um, of people are not as high as you think. So, yeah. I feel like it's goes perfectly with the name of the podcast, healthy, be human because we're all humans in the, the day. And I remember in college, I was interviewing, I was being interviewed for a club on campus. It was the business frat. And I was in my, I think it was my second to last interview before I would have made it. And they asked me, they were like, what's your biggest weakness? And my answer was, no, I think it was like, what's your biggest strength? It was one of the others. But anyways, I answered perfectionism because at the time I thought that perfectionism, I think it was the question was, what's your biggest strength? And I was like, perfect as a freshman perfectionism because I always make sure that I do a great job at everything. it was like whatever my answer was very very just cliche and I later down the line learned and experienced that perfectionism is truly not a good thing because when I was launching my blog in 2019 I wanted this website that I was designing to be absolutely perfect and so I kept postponing the launch date I was like no it's not good enough no it's not good enough like I can't And then finally, I think I listened to a podcast. I don't even know what it was. But on the podcast, the person was talking about how you just like the first thing that you ever release or launch is going to be the worst version of it ever, ever. It can only go up. So my basically my advice is for someone who's maybe wanting to start something or is being afraid to just go at their dreams because they're afraid they're going to not be perfect. Literally, you just have to start because the very first video you post on YouTube, the very first workout you ever film, the very first, I don't know, project or dress you sew, design, is going to be the probably the worst thing you've ever done because it's only going to get better. You're only going to learn more from it. You're only going to get feedback. You're only going to grow. And then you're going to look back years from then and be like, oh my gosh, look how far I've come. And even to this day, I still, I still post things that are just, they have typos in them. Maybe I said something that didn't make any sense or I ramble on this podcast and say, um, a thousand times. That's just how it is. And I've just accepted that I'm not this perfect person. And if I never, if I hold myself to a perfect expectation and standard, I'm never going to release anything that could help someone else's lives, life. <laughs> so I think this is a great way to end the podcast on that note is just stop holding yourself back into the day. We're on a floating rock in the middle of space. It's really not that deep. And one mistake isn't going to kill it all. So don't hold yourself to the high standard of perfectionism. Just get started. Do that one step. Post that one TikTok. Write one page. Just start because I promise starting is going to get you closer while procrastinating and waiting for that perfect moment, that perfect time, that perfect product is not going to get you anywhere. So yeah, do you have anything else you want to say or add? No? Well, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. You're amazing and I love you. I love you too, Kelly. And you're amazing. By the way, you guys, 
if you, in case you don't already know this, I don't think anyone knows this, but John works with me. So he's the behind the scenes guy that's editing like everything. He's part of Soy Studio and we started working together like a month ago and it's been literally amazing. So yeah, he's part of the Sweaty Fam and I don't know if you guys already knew that, but if you guys ever took my live classes back like a couple weeks ago on the Sweaty Studio, he would always be the one guy in the class. <laughs> so he's been he's been an OG. Um, stay healthy, stay human. Stay sweaty. Stay sweaty. Peace. Love. Keep shining and being amazing. And we will see you next week. And rate the podcast nicely if you love this episode. It helps us a lot. And yeah. All right. I'll see you next week. Bye, my gorgeous queen. Saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money.